السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته اللهم اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي يا دعاة رب للسماء يا من صنعتم في الأرض نورا Welcome to our podcast Through Her Eyes A platform for women to learn, grow and share life lessons I'm your host Farah and today I'm with Tasneem Maymuna Maika Today we're going to talk about problems in the Muslim community. The panel here, I guess, is of really diverse background. We thought it's going to be, it's like the perfect topic of today. And um, yeah, we're just going to start off. So what would you say, personally, like off, on the top of your head, what is like the biggest problem in the Muslim community right now? Or like what, what's one you're facing? Can I currently? give a follow-up question? Yeah. Are we talking just... About the youth, the young Muslim population, no, or no, just no. generally? Generally, yeah, yeah. I think one issue is that the Muslim community became a cultural community rather than a religion-focused community. Yeah. We do things not because Allah said so or because this is what Islam teaches, but rather because this is how we do things, which yeah. is exactly mm-hmm. the trap we don't want to fall into. Um, and I think it's just that culture, like even the Muslim community itself built its own subculture that is perpetrating over and over and over again with ignorance rather than seeking knowledge mm-hmm. of kind of like trying to purify the way we do things and the reason we do them. Um, and I think it's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people are struggling with Islam because they feel like it's a burden and they've they've been forced Islam in a way that does not represent what truly Islam is. Mm, and a lot of people... Muslim-born. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, t- I'm thinking of Muslim-born um, people who end up kind of like taking their distance from Islam because they were taught Islam that was heavily culturally influenced rather than an Islam that's mm. pure. Um, and subhanAllah, like, it's such an easy trap to fall into. Like, we've all done things because that's kind of how we think they should be done. And then we realize, oh, actually, wait, this is this is not the whole story. Like, yeah. this, we don't have to do this act in this way. Or we, I don't know, this cultural practice is actually cultural, not mm-hmm. Islamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people who are, like, born in the West, like Muslims, or, like, yeah. who live in the West, they have, they can pinpoint a situation or, like, a time where they, even though they're born Muslim, they can say, oh, like, this, is, was, my, this was my turning point. This was like when I mm. truly became Muslim. That's true. And like, you know, I started actually practicing with purpose. And I feel like, um, subhanAllah, as a Muslims living in the West, there's, there's like only two ways you can live your life. It's either you're going to just follow culture and you're mm. going to see everything from the cultural lens. So you're going in there, not having any understanding of proper Islam, not having any proper Islamic education. Mm. And then you're also getting like the only thing you know of islam is what your parents told you mm. and the thing is a lot of people like especially young muslims they need to realize that what our parents have learned and you know what they grew up in it's a different situation a different generation so it's not it's not something you can you should apply to yourself yeah. like like how they were raised you know like the, a lot of people say like you don't you shouldn't raise your children how your parents raise you because you're you're in a different generation but that's how most people do it so the only thing these young Muslims know of is what their parents teach them of Islam. Yeah. And that's mostly such a, like, different way, uh, just like a different picture of Islam mm-hmm. than how it actually is. I think, I guess, it's 
it's a lot about the why and the reason why we do things that a lot of the time is not explained or there's kind of like yeah. because I said so from the parent rather than exactly. mm-hmm. because Allah said so. So just following blindly what exactly. the your parents are telling you mm. when it's not exactly what's right, when yeah. when it's not exactly Islam that's speaking at that yeah. moment, but it's more the culture. Yeah. So it's either you have that side or you have like subhanAllah alhamdulillah. I feel like um looking back I've experienced a couple of months, a couple of weeks in Muslim countries and I found that Alhamdulillah, like, there is a big difference between Muslims in the West who are actually practicing mm-hmm. and Muslims back home, like, in the Muslim countries. As in, like, their understanding of Islam is so much deeper. And Whose understanding of Islam? The Muslims in the Muslims, West? And Muslim, Muslims in the West. Because yeah. they're actually implementing... To, yeah, sorry. They're sorry. actually implementing it and they're actually... Because you live in this bubble and you need to protect yourself, mm-hmm. right? You get to know your deen in, on a much deeper level and... You're attached to it on a much deeper level because you know if you lose it, you don't. You have nothing else. Yeah. But if you're like back home or like in a Muslim country, still, you're gonna still have your culture. You're gonna have the people around you. So you know, being following religion is not as you know. I get it. It lost its sense. It lost its mm. purpose. I think. Um, you have to hold on to it a lot. So more yeah, 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 yeah. In western kind of yeah, countries but, but if you're holding muslim. on you're gonna do it properly exactly so yeah. if you look at the muslims like in the uk or like in any other muslim country who are actually practicing like alhamdulillah i feel i feel like um they're like there's still hope literally like mm-hmm. when i look at them alhamdulillah like i'm like oh there's still hope mm-hmm. but it's like it's just so, too dangerous because you literally have those two poles and like a lot of people who you have struggling to go either way you know what i mean yeah. So it's like, how do you navigate? If most people come from a cultural background that's very like you know strong with strong morals and values, traditions that are not mostly like you know like according to Islam. So how do you how do you balance that and how do you find the proper way to have? Because Allah created us created us in different mm-hmm. nations, but how do you still have? appreciate your culture and your background without you know compromising without compromising mm-hmm. in religion and actually following what Allah is saying so I feel like a lot of young people have trouble navigating that because mm. it's just literally so hard mm. it brings into kind of like the issue of identity I feel like as well where yeah. a lot of young Muslim people who are raised by in the west by parents who are like immigrated and they're not from the west you know, there's this big kind of question of identity, where do I belong? Like, am I my culture of my parents? Am I the culture of where I live now? And it's kind of like struggling to fit into either one of them. But I feel like almost Islam is, you know, it's the solution in my mind. Because it's it's uniting us all. Exactly. Even if you look at us, you have a Pakistani, you have a Palestinian, you have a girl from the Netherlands, and then a Tunisian girl from France. It's like a, yeah. you know, we're so diverse. And normally you would never think that we'd be in one room yeah. together if we didn't have this one thing uniting us. Mm. So subhanAllah, it's a very powerful thing. Yes, but going back to the point you said, it's like the identity crisis thing. I feel, I feel like a lot of youth are struggling with this as well. Mm. And then like they have no sense of home. So yes. it's like in the West, you're looked at as oh you're you're a minority, you're ethnic, m- migration, whatever you know. You uh, don't fit in. Kind you of don't thing. fit in, and then when you go back home, you're like oh you're from Europe, that kind of thing. So it's like I 
So you don't fit in either. Yeah, you, you, you don't fit anywhere. Yeah. So for me, Allah, like, I literally found my way out through being, I don't care about that anymore. I don't care about this cultural background anymore. The only thing I care about is being Muslim. And that's the only thing I'm going to hold on to. Yeah. Um, and that's how, subhanAllah, also to take that journey, Allah is going to place the right people for you. Yeah. So alhamdulillah, coming here, I was like literally like, yeah, I don't care about all of that. And subhanAllah, like, Allah put you in my life. I'm like, Aww. Aww. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Allah puts the right people yeah. um, if you have the right intention, which is like literally following Allah and doing it for the sake of Allah as well. So the truth is, we we try to fit in because that's literally our human nature. Mm. Like we, we are yeah. made to try and be part of society. But the truth is, and like obviously I'm reflecting about the story of um, Prophet Ibrahim because today we learned about it. But we're, it's, it's, that's not the goal. And if, if we're trying to get people to like us, we, you know, um, like we, we, there's a saying in Arabic that says, الناس غاية تدرك and So the pleasure of people is something that you will never achieve, but the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that you should seek and that you shouldn't mm -hmm. abandon. Um, and it's the idea that, you know, like as much as you're going to do, people will always have something to say about mm -hmm. you. As much yeah. as you do what they tell you to do, mm -hmm. as much as you dress like them, as much as you speak like them, mm -hmm. as much as you do what they do, you will never be enough. That's, you mm. have to understand that for people, you will never be enough. And subhanAllah, we are always enough for our Lord in the sense that when we are striving to, to get to Him, just the simple act of trying our best is enough for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's not expecting perfection from us because yeah. He created us as humans and He created us as people who will make mistakes. And that's the reason why He's the all-forgiving mm -hmm. forgiving, and He loves that we make tawbah to Him and that we ask for His forgiveness. So it's about genuinely trying and that's enough for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. Obviously not just, oh, I, I tried my best to pray, but subhanAllah, I fell asleep. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not, that's not what I'm saying. It's more about genuinely striving as much as you can to get where you want to be um, from a religious perspective. Um, and subhanAllah, like in the story of Prophet Ibrahim السلام, he is constantly being rejected by his people. And to be fair, like all the prophets have been outcasts in their societies. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like when you look at the story of Prophet Muhammad السلام, like the way that he's been rejected by the same people that he loved so much, that's what hurts most, yeah. is that it's my people, the people that I am with, I grew up with, I love my friends, my family, they're the same ones that will curse you for following your religion, subhanAllah. And that's something that's applicable at different scales to our lives today, living as Muslims in the West. Like from whatever background we are, whether you're born Muslim, whether you're a reaver, whether you're from a conservative religious family, whether you're from a family that's more um, towards culture than religion, like it, it's applicable in every single possible scale. And subhanAllah, like we have so many role models in um, the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but also in the Quran and the different prophets that we have. Um, uh, the stories of and subhanAllah like they, they all struggled man like we're yeah, not the first yeah. ones to be like oh no like yeah. I'm not fitting in and everyone hates me like obviously not to belittle the pain because wallahi I know what it's like and yeah. it's not it's not an easy test to go through yeah. but it is 
it is ultimately part of your struggle to be as good as Muslim as you can be. It's going to make you so much stronger. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And subhanAllah, I feel like if the prophets, if the prophets, the best of creation, Mm -hmm. if they were seen as outcasts. Yeah, they were humiliated. Everything. Physically beaten. How, what are we going to say about ourselves, you know? It's to be expected if we're going to try to be like them, if we're going to shake them as our role role models. But going back to the point you said, maybe that's how we can also jump to the next problem in the community. I feel like um, one of it is like when someone is trying to become more religious, how a lot of families try to react. It's like suddenly this thing of, oh, you, like you, you think you know religion now. And you know, it's like the clash of generations at, mm-hmm. that, at that point as well. But then you start to question if you do stuff, if you're doing and practicing the way it's supposed to be. Because mm. if you're literally the only one in your surroundings doing that stuff, mm. and you believe it's genuinely true because that's what you learn and that's mm. what seems right to you, but everybody else is telling you that's wrong. Yeah. And the problem arises when it's coming from Muslims as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's oh, true. suddenly you want to cover your hair and you want to dress modestly and like, oh, I think Abaya is a bit too extreme, don't you think? Those kind, yeah, those kind of comments. And I'm like, this person is trying to practice again closer to Allah and you're trying to, whatever comment it is, just to please the creation, mm-hmm. you're trying to bring this person more away from Allah. That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And like so many comments we hear, Inside the Muslim community, I'm not talking from comments outside now. Mm-hmm. I'm talking from comments coming from inside the Muslim yeah. community when someone is trying to practice more. How that is like that's so toxic, and that literally I think stops so many people and scares so many people when they're trying to practice. Because mm-hmm. what is my family going going to think? Um, I think probably like reverts have that problem as well. Like looking at how their families react. It's like a from an even ex- more extreme kind mm-hmm. of background. Definitely, because you just need to convince them of like, oh, well, maybe you're trying to practice, but like they don't have any sort of like concept of God in my case of things, where there's just like a group of atheists and you're trying to argue against that. And that's so, like, I can't ever imagine myself in you, you guys' situation where you're trying to practice in a Muslim household, but you're also, like, that's also working against your favor. Like, that's, yeah. that's so wild to me because I, all I can dream of is just, oh, having a Muslim family. But even like within a Muslim family, you struggle with that. Yeah, like, yeah. It is so wild. But yeah, it's definitely not like the easiest to just like hold on to that, to your dean and and like stay on top of your iman whilst there's people around you that you love so much. Mm-hmm. And that's what person most. Like the people that like, this is your family, like you can't choose your family. And you love them so much, you're going to be with them for like your whole life. And they're trying to work against you. And it's just so difficult. It's just like keeping up that love for them and that love for Allah and just finding that like balance, basically. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, yeah. imagine it, that it actually hurts so much seeing that you love Allah, yeah. but seeing the people you love as well talk so badly about yeah. the thing you love yeah. and about, you know, the, uh, the creator of the world. You're like, you're trying to explain it to them, but they're literally not trying to listen, hear, understand whatsoever. Yeah, no, exactly. I feel like it also, like, I don't know, what I find the most painful is when you're trying to explain to them and talk to them and have these discussions, 
it's not frustration that they're not just taking your word for it. It's the idea that they can't see. I don't know how to explain it really, but yeah. that they can't even fathom. Like you're trying yeah. to do show them how to think about things, what Islam means, what the correct way of mm-hmm. doing for their sake, yeah. not for your own. Like yeah. it's not about being like, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's about being like, this is what Islam says. This is my religion. Mm-hmm. Respect that. But I guess from my perspective, like a, my family being Muslim and stuff, it's like when we have disagreements on certain rulings and things like that, it's like, well, you shouldn't speak like that. You shouldn't think like that. This mm-hmm. is not what Islam says. Yeah. And I'm telling you this not because I'm trying to force my beliefs on you. I'm trying to get you to understand for your benefit. Yeah. Like, it's not for me. No, it's because I love you so exactly. much. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And almost like that is the most painful like mm. you're doing it for them for your love of them yeah. you're trying to save them and you see that in the stories of the prophets peace be upon them like yeah. you know like the way that i mean again i'm going to bring up ibrahim because mm. we literally just had a lecture but you know he is not like he didn't ask his father he didn't ask mm. his family members like why do you believe in this do you not see that this doesn't make sense like and trying to show them the way and like begging them almost like can you not see Allah in front of you, how much he loves you, how compassionate he is? And I feel like that's still true to this day, whether it's on the scale of your family don't even believe in Islam or whether it's on the scale of your family believe in a type of Islam that isn't necessarily Islam. Like, I mean, it's not even... Cultural. Yeah, cultural, cultural, which, you know, arguably isn't even really in Islam Mm because Islam isn't cultural. Do you know what I mean? Like, Islam is Islam. It's clear what it is, its rulings are, so... I don't know, subhanAllah, like it's a, I think it's easy, it helps you to kind of deal with these sorts of um, emotions and things that you're dealing with, but it doesn't make it easy. It's easier said than done, do you know what I mean? Like, we can make all these reflections, but it doesn't mean that living through it, it's like, (laughs) easy peasy. I mean, yeah, like we can't forget the little tears of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when um, his uncle Abu Talib literally mm. is on the deathbed mm. and he is telling like this man Take has done so much for the Prophet the last Prophet of Islam like more than any Muslims will ever do in their whole entire lives mm. like he he did so so good so much good for him he he protected him he loved him mm. he he you know provided for him he he did everything in his power mm. to let him live the easiest life possible and protect him from all the evil that was coming from his own people and yet until the last breath on his deathbed, he refused. Mm-hmm. And he he refused to just say, La ilaha illallah. And subhanAllah, like, the hadith is so, like, it takes you in, like, in the most profound places in your heart. It's just so gut-wrenching. Like, yeah. imagine the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, literally, he's seeing his, one of the most beloved people to him, dying upon kufr like upon disbelief like how painful is that and he's so close like he's so close he told him just say la ilaha illallah and i will take care of the rest and i'm like subhanallah like what a harder trial than the one of the prophet peace be upon him like you know it's it's subhanallah like if that's not um um kind of an example for us to take and you know yeah. our scale is not going to be as high as his mm-hmm. and and yet we struggle and, and we see that even he struggled yeah. immense pain like immense pain so subhanallah it's only legitimate that we also struggle but it's important yeah. to remember that it's the right path that we're struggling yeah. on subhanallah i feel like 
as painful as that story is and that experience is for the Prophet but I think it still brings us comfort in a way you're looking at it the best of creation the best Mm. man ever to live Mm. if he wasn't able to guide his own family who are you to be in control Mm, of whoever is around you for him like to believe you know Mm. you're trying your best you're making dua for Allah to guide them if the Prophet wasn't able to do so for the people he loved most, for his mm-hmm. uncle, how you know that's why I think like generally it brings comfort, as in, like it's mm-hmm. not yeah. in your hand and it brings you it brings you to the point where, like, okay, some things are in my control, mm-hmm. but some things I just need to let go of mm-hmm. and like yeah. doesn't mean you stop trying though. It doesn't mean you stop no, trying. Yeah. You may keep doing that yeah. and stuff. And I don't think he, like, literally he didn't stop trying until yeah. the last breath of yeah, the exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, I feel like it shouldn't take you to a point where like you're literally immensely yeah. depressed about it and yeah, or you're blaming yourself, you're blaming Allah. Yeah, Allah like you, it, it can take yeah. you to a lot of like depressing thoughts yeah. which is from shaitan definitely yeah. but um it can take you places mm. that you shouldn't go so if you look at it that way as in like you know if the best of creation yeah. wasn't able to guide his own people like who are you to do so and like mm. subhanallah you look at it as like when you're looking at the time of when the prophet so, was yeah. making da'wah and then in Surah Al-Kahf it says وَلَعَلَّكَ بَاغِيَوْنْ نَفْسَكَ عَلَىٰ أَثَارِهِمْ إِلَّمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَسَفَا Allah literally telling us that the Prophet was immensely depressed that the people will not believe no matter how much he was trying. So at some point Allah was giving a revelation telling him like don't be depressed about it because like you can't guide Allah is the one who guides people and you know Allah is the one who is in control of the hearts. You're the one was only conveying and we're literally the followers of Prophet so that's our part as well like we can't do more than that mm. and subhanAllah like again we learned this today in the lecture but um, the fact that uh, the Prophet وسلم, this is we're saying the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, who's one of his most repeated du'as according to Umm Salama mm. is O flipper of the hearts um, let my heart remain steadfast on your um, religion like this is literally the last prophet in our deen like not just in, uh, the last prophet in creation that was sent rahmatan al-alameen as like mercy to the whole the heavens and the earth and he is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his heart to remain steadfast yeah. like you know what I mean like it's it, it ties into what you said so well because it's not in our hands. Mm-hmm. In the end of the at the end of the day, we do our best, and we make dua to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Be, but He is the ultimate planner, and He mm-hmm. knows best than any of us. I think a point as well, kind of worth just like keeping in the back of the mind. I'm not like saying it that people are like this, but is also like the manner. We also need to remember to take the manners in which mm-hmm. that they, you know conducted to themselves to their friends and family or those who disbelieved it wasn't necessary like it wasn't in an aggressive way it wasn't in a unkind way as well like if you are trying to be kind if you're trying to show someone yeah. you know what islam says what allah says like if you're trying to say for example your your parents or family members believe 
in a cultural rule which is not Islamic at all and you're trying to explain to them and you know they really they've done it differently like this for generations the same way that you know idol worshipping was followed for generations yeah. and people just did that subconsciously like con consciously or subconsciously in that same way there's a manner in which that we have to do it and we have to be wary of that and in the way that we approach these things is that you know you always have to be that kind patient character because that's what our religion teaches us mm. as well so yeah. i guess it's more like a reminder to ourselves that in these moments yeah we cannot control it as well but also remember that yeah there is a way that you conduct yourself mm. when you're trying to you know yeah. guide someone you're not trying to force someone do you know what i mean at the end of the day you can't but if you're trying to guide someone you know especially if they're older than you as well like your parents like yeah. think about it you know whether it's right or wrong if someone younger than you comes up to you and you've lived like 50 years of like difficult life comes up to you and it's like no this rule's wrong whatever like obviously it's going to be a hard pill to swallow whether it's true or not do yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah so I guess it's kind of like a lesson to us in that whether you are saying you know you're speaking the most truth whatsoever like yeah. there is a way to do it and if you want to you know touch those hearts obviously at the end of the day that ability relies in Allah, like if Allah permits it, then yeah. it will be, and if Allah does not, then, yeah. you know, they will not be guided, but if you really want to touch their hearts, and you really want to do something for the benefit of them, to kind of take a breath, have that sabr, and try and do it in that kind way that we've given, we've been given examples, I guess. But subhanAllah, like, that's literally a point that we keep forgetting, uh, when we're so forgetful, but when you look in the Qur'an, and the, you look at the stories of the Prophets, um, like every time we see I'm pretty sure um, I should check this but every time there's a verse about revelation being given to a prophet it's and mm. we gave him wisdom and knowledge and subhanAllah it's never knowledge just knowledge by itself yeah. when you, you could assume oh maybe like you know I have knowledge I can just make da'wah but wisdom comes first that translates it to character that translates into the way that you speak to people that you interact mm -hmm. with them um, like the Prophet وسلم, before he was a prophet was a sadiq al-amin he was the truthful and what's the other one the trustworthy mm -hmm. the truthful and the trustworthy before he was ever a prophet, like mm -hmm. his people already loved him and they already admired him for who he was as a person, for his character, for his values, for his morals. So that's what always comes first. You can't just go yeah. to people and be like, you are all wrong and going to hellfire. Like, no, that's not, mm -hmm. that's not how you do da'wah. It's not because, yeah. and in even like, you know, you could be saying like i don't know what you're doing is haram but there's a way of saying yeah. it and there's it's also like not up to anyone to to me just go to someone in the street and be like by the way what are you doing <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean like you are doing like no there's ways to interact with people and subhanallah like we are humans there's things that are going to touch us that we're going to feel that will impact the decisions we make later mm -hmm. like there's a reason why trauma always comes up right because that's somewhere where you've been bruised like mm. your feelings like your persona who you are has been hurt by people mm. not because you had you like lost an, an intellectual argument like you know what i mean this yeah. is we're human mm. beings and our hearts are integral parts of the way that we the path that we choose to follow or the way that we choose to do things so there's a reason why subhanallah all the prophets their character was immaculate they they are relatable and that's an example for us to follow in the way that we're trying to do our da'wah or even just 
ourselves in our own personal struggle. Thank you for listening to this episode. This was part one of the discussion regarding problems in the Muslim community. Make sure to tune in next week where we talk about the impact of social media on the community and the problem it brings. Whatever good we said today, that is from Allah, and whatever bad we said, that is from us or from Shaytan. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wal-Asr, inna al-insana lafi khusr, illa ladin amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bil-haqq wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Barakallahu feekum for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum.